1 Samuel 16. Yahweh said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided a king for myself among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. Yahweh said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint to me him whom I name to you. Samuel did that which Yahweh spoke and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to Yahweh. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. He sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. When they had come, he looked at Eliab and said, Surely Yahweh's anointed is before him. But Yahweh said to Samuel, Don't look on his face or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For I don't see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but Yahweh looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. He said, Yahweh has not chosen this one either. Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, Yahweh has not chosen these. Samuel said to Jesse, are all your children here? He said, there remains yet the youngest. Behold, he is keeping the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with a handsome face and good appearance. Yahweh said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the middle of his brothers. Then Yahweh's spirit came mightily on David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Now Yahweh's spirit departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from Yahweh troubled him. Saul's servant said to him, See now, an evil spirit from God troubles you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are in front of you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. Then when the spirit from God is on you, he will play with his hand, and you will be well. Saul said to his servants, Provide me now a man who can play well, and bring him to me. Then one of the young men answered and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is, a skillful, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and Yahweh is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son, who is with the sheep. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread and a container of wine and a young goat and sent them by David his son to Saul. David came to Saul and stood before him. He loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. When the Spirit from God was on Saul, David took the harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. So in the last chapter the Lord said to Samuel that he had rejected Saul as king, and now he sends him to anoint a new king. He sends him to Bethlehem, to the family of Jesse, and Jesse has got eight sons, 
and he calls them all to a sacrifice and he looks at the first one and says, this looks like a great guy to be king. <laughs> Big, tall, handsome. And, uh, and the Lord says, no, not him. He looks good on the outside, but the Lord knows what's going on the inside. And, uh, you know, things like pride and, and all sorts of things like that that we all struggle with. The truth is, you know, none of us deserve to be chosen by the Lord. But David, is he's just a kid, probably a teenager, and the Lord says, he's the one. Arise and anoint him. And it says that when he did that, the Holy Spirit came upon him, that Yahweh was with him. And from this time on, things get better and better and better for David. The Lord is helping him. But from this time on, the Spirit departs from Saul too. So it's like the minute the, the, the new leader is anointed, the new leader's got the grace, the old leader doesn't have the grace. And so the old leader is still the leader, and David really honours Saul as king. And we're going to see that in all the chapters ahead, even though Saul treats David terrible. And um, one of the things that sometimes happens to us, we all fall into this trap, is that the Lord gives us a word. You know, someone might come into your life, uh, or, you know, a mature Christian, or someone might say to you, I feel the Lord's given me a word for you, and they'll speak something out. And the temptation is in that moment to think, wow, so that's what, you know, it might be something the Lord's calling you to do or something the Lord's calling you to be or something that's going to happen in the future. And the temptation right then in that moment is to make it happen. You notice that David is anointed king here, but he doesn't become king for 20 years. He's just like a teenager here. Or maybe it's 15 years till he becomes king. But it's like a long time. He doesn't try to make it happen the Lord brings it about, but David cooperates with the Lord. So he does whatever the Lord wants him to do. He's always inquiring of the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do? And he'll do it. But he's not making himself, he's not fulfilling it. He doesn't stand up and say, hey, I've been anointed as king, so everybody make me king. He doesn't self-promote. The Lord is the one who raises him up. And the Bible does say that the Lord raises ones up and the Lord puts others down. And there's an example of it right here in this chapter of what the Lord is doing. David is also the eighth son of Jesse. And eight, the number eight, is a Bible number and it means new beginnings. <laughs> you know, like on a piano, number eight is the start of a new octave. Number eight is the, the first day of a new week. Uh, number eight is the day of the resurrection. It's been a whole week. The seventh day is the day of the rest. Number eight, raised to life. New beginnings. So eight is it's a number of new beginnings and David is the eighth son and it's the beginning of a new king in Israel, a new dynasty, it's a good number. And so even before David has done anything, the Lord anoints him, but it's almost like that anointing comes upon him to help him do the things that are ahead. One of the things that is ahead is how he kills Goliath. And you might think it's just incredible that he was so bold to do that. Well, the anointing of the Lord was on him. The Lord enabled him and gave him grace. And if you've ever experienced the anointing of the Lord at work in your life, you, you'll, you'll have realized, wow, I, I kind of felt bold or I kind of felt confident or, you know, there was faith all of a sudden. Well, it's the Lord helping and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it says here that the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and an evil spirit from God came and tormented him. Now, <laughs> how does an evil spirit from God come? Isn't that, a, isn't that a confusing one? Well, the answer is it's simple. It's a simple answer. The evil spirit 
isn't sent by God. But God, because God has withdrawn from him, God has allowed an evil spirit to come. And so it, it, God doesn't cause the evil to happen, but God allows it. God permits it to happen. And we see this in the book of Job. You know, if you've read the book of Job, you'll see that right at the beginning that um, the devil wants to attack Job. Uh, you know, God says to the devil, he says, have you seen anyone like my righteous servant Job? And the devil says to God, well, he's only righteous because you're blessing him. So take away the blessings and we'll see. And there's an accusation against him. So God says, very well. So God gives the permission. The devil attacks Job. So the things that happen to Job are caused by the devil. God doesn't do them, but God allows them. But then when you go through all the discussion in the book of Job, all the philosophy and all the debating and everything that's going on, every single time, pretty much, God gets the blame for what happens. So you could say it was, you know, the curses were from God or the destruction was from God, you know. And, and Job even says, he says, God, why did you bring all these things upon me? In Job's mind, it's from God, but God doesn't do it. So it, it's that type of a thing here, an evil spirit from God. It's not actually from God. God doesn't do that to people, but you can see how it's perceived as being from God. So, um, you know, Saul, he's getting cranky, getting irritable. He's getting depressed. He gets worse and worse as he goes along too. But David is picked as a young man who comes and plays the harp for him and the Holy Spirit's with David. So because David comes and, and he's got the Holy Spirit, he is able to bless and minister to Saul and cheer him up and help him out. <laughs> and uh, I just thought that that's a, an interesting little picture right there. You know, Saul loses the Holy Spirit because it departs from him. David gets the Holy Spirit, but David now comes back to Saul with the Holy Spirit and he's ministering to Saul again. So it's like the Holy Spirit is still reaching out to Saul. Even though Saul has rejected God and he doesn't want to obey God, it's like the Holy Spirit comes around the other way and he's trying to minister to Saul still. It's just like God. Even though people reject God, God is always reaching out to them in whatever way he is able to do. He's so gracious and so merciful. It's common grace, and it's all over the world. That's what God is like. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for common grace. I thank you that all over the world, such good is being done to so many people, even if they're blinded to it. And Father, I ask, that you would help us as people to minister the Holy Spirit's power to others, just as David ministered through the Holy Spirit to Saul and was able to impart life and grace to him. Help us to be a blessing to those all around us. And Father, as we go through the, the story of David now, starting in this uh, chapter, and um, I pray, Lord, that there would be um, just such revelation and insight given to us in all the chapters that are ahead because David, being a man after your heart, has things to teach us. And Lord, I pray we would learn them. In Jesus' name, amen.